This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Welcome back to the Principal Leadership Lab, a podcast experience created for you by two public school administrators. Without further ado, let's join Jeff and Adam in this week's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode of the Principal Leadership Lab tonight, Adam. Episode 57. How are you, buddy? 57. I'm doing great, man. 57 Chevy. I'm trying to give anything that goes with 57. 57 Heinz sauce. Is that a good thing? 57? That's pretty that's that's pretty good. Not yeah. not my age, though. I thought you'd make a crack about my age, but I would have to remind you that <laughs> well, I'm not 57 yet. I just turned 50. So yeah. well, don't you're even closer go to 57 than I am. No, no, well, yeah, yeah but yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean that's still like seven years away. Yeah, that's like it, almost 60. Don't try to shatter my math skills because I proctored AP calculus today, and I'll tell you what, <laughs> that's how I realize how much I know. It's not much. <laughs> ah, the more you know. It's yeah. fun. To, it's fun proctoring, though. I mean, you don't have to know. No, it's not. You know. Do you know how many rules there are in AP? Like the book. I have the book oh, right here. It is. It's like you can't put kids at a round table or there's a risk of disqualification. Why? Yeah, yeah it's because it's the college board, man. That's crazy. Who college cares if it's a round rules. table or a square table or a triangle table? Who cares? Yeah. A kidney bean table. Who cares? I get it. I get it. Oh my I gosh. I don't like I'm not a rule follower, either. so I have I don't a hard like time rules either. Yeah, I don't like rules either. They're no fun. Yeah, you're an old rock band guy, so I get it. Uh, I know. I'm a rebel. Rebel yeah. with with a cause these days. Well, speaking wonder, of rebels, I think we got a Southern Belle with us tonight. Yeah, I wonder if our guest is a rebel or not. I don't know if she's a rebel, but I had to make a segue. Probably not a good one. <laughs> That's pretty good. She was pretty good, but I I do know that she get this. She's a Kentucky girl who lives in Alabama but teaches in Georgia. Jessica <laughs> Reed. How are you, Jessica? I'm good. I'm good. I am. The way you make me sound sounds like I'm very confused all the time. <laughs> I suppose no. that could happen from time to time. Well, it confused yeah. me because I mean, you 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 talk about Alabama, but then I went on your on your blog site and said you're in Georgia. So then, but you explained it all. Now I got it. <laughs> I say, I, people, it's okay. Whenever I do conferences, they're like, I, I don't understand. Like you just need to know I teach middle school. That's all you need. So probably the most important question that we're going to come to tonight is in your vehicle, do you use the Eastern time zone on your vehicle or do you use your central time zone on your vehicle? Oh, I actually use the central because our car is, um, I just got a brand new car this past year um, or this past August because I drive a 2010 HHR for 10 years. Um, my husband was mad in a term when we were going to get our money's worth. Um, cause I had that car. It was my very first car ever bought by myself. It was really cute when I was 23, 24, 25. Um, not really cute when you're 35. <laughs> and we finally got a Toyota Highlander. Nice. So nice. yes, yeah, it's very nice. I don't have stickers on it. It's, it's our like family car. Um, but we use the central just because my husband uses it as well. So, but it's still very confusing in the mornings. <laughs> Yeah. Are you ever late to work? You woke, wake up at one time yeah. zone and get to work. You're in another time zone. 
I am, and occasionally my husband will roll over and be like, um, aren't you supposed to be somewhere? Like, if it's, <laughs> like, 5.30 and it's 6.30. Well, actually, the other morning, I think last Friday, I tried to get to school. I was late. I was about 6.15 Eastern time, leaving my house. And I didn't think anything about it, but this, uh, and I live about 40 minutes away, and this fire truck just goes flying by, and I just go straight up and interstate to my school. I didn't think anything about it. There was a tractor trailer on fire oh, in front of no. me. And so I sent a picture <laughs> to my principal and I was like, I'm coming. I'm trying to come to school. It's not like, I'm like, I got to school about 730. I was like, I'm trying. I really am. Does this count? A truck on fire? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yes. dog ate my and of homework. course it was like the road that was like construction where you can't go around anything. So, so what does oh, this mean then? So my wife is, uh, she must have her own time zone, like around our house, like a hundred foot perimeter, because every, no matter what we do, she's always late. So is there like a, is that something Jeff that we can use for Kathy to help her own? And I can say these things here because she's never going to listen to us because she's like, why would I listen to you on the podcast? I hear you all the time at home. This will be the one episode she listens to. Yeah, the then, one episode she listens to. It might be the last then too, unfortunately. And it might be the last. Yeah. You'll be doing the solo Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, Jessica, we're super excited to have you on. Thanks for thanks for joining um, teaching in middle school in Georgia right now. Are, are you teaching special education? I do. So I'm a little bit of a jack of all trades. I teach middle school ELA resource. So I do sixth or eighth grade standards just in the small group. So I still am held to the same standards. Um, we just do things a little differently. Um, I'm also one of two people in my my county that is or my district that are google for education trainers and so we do a lot of pd for our schools um, we don't have any instructional tech people yet so we are them i guess and yeah. um i'm our lead special ed teacher so i do have a little bit of a leadership role um that has been very interesting the last couple of years mm. has progressed and i don't really know i think i do a lot i help with color guard um, but my main, my main day today is teaching and I have a three-year-old, if you can hear her. In the oh, she's singing, me. she's singing up a storm. She's happy. Um, <laughs> she's something. <laughs> and there's the dog, um, with the husband who's coming home later. This is really going to become um, a country song, you know, <laughs> I can hear it. Well, Jeff loves it, country music. It, no, well, eh, yep. Uh, some of it I like a, a little bit. <laughs> So, but I'm a little bit of, I do a little bit of everything, but I'm in a very small district. And so um, I finally found a place after a couple of different school situations, I finally found a place that I felt like I was in the right fit, especially being, I've been teaching about 13, 14 years now, you know, when something's not a fit or when sure. it is. Um, but I'm in a very good situation where I have administrators who are like, girl, you do go, you do you boo. <laughs> <laughs> just like you go ahead you keep trying to present and do all your stuff so they don't um i've never i've not always had that it's always usually been the opposite so um but i do a little bit of everything that's great did i hear you say you're you're one of two um, google trained educators in the county well in our district yes sir i am um in our little in our little thing and i'm our only google innovator Wow. That's like in our area. Yeah. So in, in, uh, it's Georgia, right? Where you're teaching. 
So mm-hmm. in Georgia, your counties are your districts, right? Is that how that works? Kind of, sort of. They, um, it depends on where you are. Like where I am, it's a county school, but there's only four schools, but it's a very small system. Um, where I grew up, I grew up in a place called Cartersville, Georgia. If you watch the NFL draft, Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick. Oh, is yeah. Cartersville. Yeah. Um, he's like the pride of Cartersville right now. But in Cartersville, there's Bartow County's. Barstow County schools and then there's a city school system which I graduated from the city school so that it just depends on the area and I guess when you get more towards Metro Atlanta it differs a little bit I wonder if you'll end up in Green Bay what (laughs) oh him I have no idea Trevor Lawrence because we we've got a little bit of an Aaron Rodgers problem going on (laughs) my husband is very upset about that but I can tell you right now my husband could care less about Trevor Lawrence because he's a diehard Alabama graduate. Oh, sure. He was yeah, so there you go. Trevor Lawrence went on to that NFL. He was like, bye. <laughs> bye Felicia. Glad, glad to see him go. Get, that is it. a religion. The roll tide, that's a religion. So, you know, I mean, I, I get that he's, you know, the way he is. That's great. That that's great. I see that on your, um, you know, on your, on your, your website, you call yourself a sped tech teacher. You just in, in integrating special education with tech, and you've done a lot of presentations over the last few years. A lot. I have. I'm a little bit of an overachiever. It drives my husband bonkers. <laughs> um, I just love talking. That's probably why I became a teacher. I think because um, <laughs> I don't just like to see it. Um, but I'm kind of in that odd mixture where I'm special ed and I also love tech, and I have degrees in both but there's not really a consistent way to blend them. So I try to do my best of both. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 That's so how do you do it? Cause I think there's people that are going to be listening and are going to be thinking, Hmm, she's got some good points. What do I need to do? Well, one of my favorite things to do is um, I really love to use a lot of type of applications such as Flipgrid in my classroom. <coughs> I love to use Flipgrid because it is, I always struggle with my students, like we can have conversations about comprehension because you know, when you hit sixth grade, something flips in your head, <laughs> flips the switch, <laughs> and like writing becomes way more of a struggle, it seems sometimes. Yeah. Like just remembering to capitalize your name is a struggle. The struggle is real. Um, and so I like to use Flipgrid to make sure that I understand what my students are thinking, because for some reason, the processing, when we get it from our mouth and our brain to our pencil seems to be totally lost. Mm. So I love to use Flipgrid. I know my students aren't always going to do well on tests. I don't, I don't test well. I just don't, you know, I, I think I'm pretty smart. Um, I didn't do too well on my SATs, but I'm still, I mean, I have four degrees. So I'm not hurting in that perspective. Um, I'm more concerned whether or not my students have mastery of something rather than that day of for the testing. And so if I can use technology, like one of my other favorite things to do, I love to talk about Edgar Allan Poe and about how, you know, his life was crazy. Yeah. Every woman he ever loved died. You know, he had just this romantic gothicism. And when he died, if you think about the raven and you think about how dark it is, mm. like how deep and how dark. By the time my kids are in eighth grade, we have talked about him so much, they're over him. 
they're like, please stop, please. <laughs> we do a share deck, a slide deck of where I take the Raven and break it down into stanzas. They have to turn and tell me what they think the stanza means. And then on the bottom, tell me how, how um, Poe's life affected his writing. Wow. So instead of it being like a multiple choice test, it's them explaining it to me while they get to decorate something. And then they don't realize it's a test grade. Does that make sense? Perfect. Yes. So I, because like I said, I know my kids aren't going to always do well. I like to do anything that I can think that's going to make learning a little different. Um, They may disagree with me here lately because we're about to start a a career project. So we're going to be looking at, you know, how does money affect everything? Mm. Um, Because I don't think they have any clue on how any of that works. (laughs) But anyway, that's a long story short. I just love to use technology and I, before the pandemic hit, I actually had gotten my EDS in instructional technology. And so I feel like I got a lot of cool things done before we went into worldwide pandemic. And so it's just kind of coming to kind of awaken something where I just have fallen in love with everything ed tech. And I'm trying to make that with inclusion to work. Mm, that's excellent. You know, um, one of the, this is, it's exciting because I remember here Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe, and I think of the Telltale Heart, that story of his, I think it's one of the stories that pulled me in as a, as a young reader. I, I was a non-reader, even though I could read, I just wasn't interested. And the Telltale Heart, I remember reading it around Halloween time with our teacher, and that was the beginning. And I became a voracious reader after that story. And I know everybody has their own hook. So I'm having a little memory lane moment. So thanks for that, Jessica. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, well, you're right though. What a great, what a great story, Adam. I think that that's one of the original, you know, early on that that really drew me in as well. And I love Jessica that you know you're you're you blend the two, special education and technology, um, and just looking for creative ways to help kids learn. You know, because they don't all they don't all learn the same way. And uh, and you're hitting you know the cylinders, all the cylinders with that. You know, love, love to hear that. How did you get, how did you, uh, like, how did you get into education? Did you always know you were going to be a teacher or are you one of those people or did you jump around a little bit first? No, I actually am a teacher's kid. I'm actually an administrator's kid. My mom was an assistant principal for several years. Um, No, I actually didn't want to be a teacher. Um, I had no desire. I went to Kentucky to become a 4-H agent because I was a big Mm -hmm. 4-H'er in Georgia. And when I set my uh, plant and soil science class and started learning about the genetics and DNA of a corn seed, I realized I was in the wrong field, (laughs) (laughs) literally um, and figuratively. Um, I've learned so much about the rural economics of Kentucky. I can tell you many things about them, but um, that is not my forte at all. So I thought I'll do education because that'll be so easy. I was wrong. Elementary education was not easy because that's my background. And um, I think about my first year of teaching and I think, God bless those kids because my classroom manager, bless my first principal, my classroom manager and everything is so completely different now. And because, I mean, you think about the teacher prep program, they don't really teach you how to teach. They really don't. I mean, like I remember my classroom management being Harry Wong and being red, yellow, green. Well, when I have a kindergartner, because I was a third kindergarten teacher for a class, that was my first teaching job. Spider-Man climbed the wall. Was that red or green? I sat there and I said, Kentucky didn't (laughs) teach me this. Huh? Was that red or green? 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, just... But um, I, it's also gotten to a point to where I have found myself, I'd, I never thought I'd be special ed. Um, my mom is a, was a special ed teacher. Mm. Um, I have a brother who has an IEP. I never thought I would be special ed, especially middle school. If you yeah. had told me I would have fallen in love with middle school, I would have laughed at you about six years ago because I thought they were yeah. crazy. But I enjoy I enjoy them because you can have a conversation, but you can still make a difference without getting too much of an attitude. Although I beg to differ right now with eighth graders because they're too cool for school and ready to move on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we're in the middle of our state testing. So we're all just over it at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you said something about middle school and being a special ed teacher. You know, this may be the first time, but I think you're probably right, Jessica. I think that every teacher that teaches in a middle school is really a certified special education teacher. And I've seen sure. some of the best differentiation taking place within middle schools. I think my heart lies with middle school, even though I'm currently I, I do have a middle school as well, but I also work in high school. But man, I see those teachers, they're, they're crazy. They're crazy in love with our students. And I don't know that you can match that in any other place. I mean, they have to do so many things so differently from hormones to state testing to differentiated instruction. They got it all. They, they have to do it. And they still have to go inside a recess and throw the ball to be cool. I mean, you still got to do it. Yeah. But middle school at this time of the year, I don't, I don't envy anybody. I, I, oh, it we, smells. All, all, all three of us, you know, I've done middle school as well as both of you and middle school at this time of year is tough. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, but it's tough. It is. And it's smelly. It can be. Yeah. After lunch. Oh yeah. A lot of reminders to, uh, you know, take the gym uniform home. Oh yeah. <laughs> For sure. Essential so, oils. <laughs> use essential oils. I don't know. Those could be pretty strong. I don't know which one's worse sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you smell the Axe body spray. Sometimes oh, Axe body. That's, bad. That's, bad. That's, bad. That's the, the Axe body, body spray of middle school is actually the new Drakkar or Brute from when yes, I was. Yes. Yep. Drakkar from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> or Brute, right? Brute. Drakkar yeah. Noir. Yeah. That's good. Ah, ah. That's great. Hey, Jessica, so along your, along your journey, you know, you didn't want to be a teacher at first. You didn't see yourself going that route. And, and now you have four degrees, right? You, isn't that, isn't that what you said? Four degrees and you're, you blend mm -hmm. special education and technology and, and uh, you've done a million presentations. You're obviously, you know, super passionate about what you do. Has there been a has there been a challenge along the way? Something that's caused you to stop and pause and think, whoa, you know, why am I doing this? Or, or something that maybe was a roadblock or an opportunity for change or an opportunity for you to, you know, fight through something along your career. You know, is there has there been some kind of a challenge for you that that you've you know made. I don't know, either overcome or still struggling with? Um, yeah. So when I first moved to this area, I was a para and then I was able to get a teaching job. It was very hard at that point. It was like for the area I'm in, there's several teachers for like one job um, mm. just because it's oversaturated. And so um, I taught for two years at a school. Um, the second school year was not like I had a really bad co-teaching experience. She's, it's actually part of my mm. book. 
Um, mm. to the point where she basically in front of the kids called me out and told me I needed to stop teaching. Um, but wow. of course she was tenured and I was not. Um, and just some other stuff happened. And I just at that point was like, I don't know if I want to teach. Um, which is a shame because I really enjoyed my stuff. And so I had an opportunity. I went and worked at a private behavior school for students with severe behavior disorders. And they were also autistic or a lot of like different things. Typically the kids who could not make it beyond, like who couldn't be in the public school system, they go to like residential facilities. That's who I worked with. Um, I did that for two years. And then when I was pregnant with my daughter that you hear in the background, <laughs> um, I was about 27 weeks pregnant and we had been in restraint with a kid on and off all day. And I went to the doctor and I had a anxiety attack because I drove about an hour to and from work mm. and, um, I had to be put in the hospital oh, no. with, with like, it was like 270 over 190, which is not good. Um, she was oh. fine. It was more me and you could always tell whenever I would talk because it was one of those situations where you could be fired at any time. It wasn't like the school school year where, you know, like you sign a contract and you're at least good for the next year until you're offered the next contract. This particular place, you could be let go at any point. And so I was, I thought I was going to lose my job because I couldn't come back to work because the doctor was like, you're on better ass. I mean, there's nothing, your child, like that was a struggle for me because I'd wasn't putting my child before myself mm. and um so when I was on bed rest and it was I had a really bad boss who was very manipulative to the point like she would act like your friend but then she would put on Facebook like you're a liar like you know like the the people who seek the attention via Facebook do you know what I'm talking about like you're just yeah. like really oh, yeah. um and um and my poor husband, who I can hear in the background right now, bless him, he had to put up with me because I i was not an easy pregnant person. But when she was about to get to be born, um, my mom and I talked and he and I talked and it, we decided maybe I need to try to go back to public school. And so for some reason, that magical behavioral school label, um, I think I went on about 17 job interviews within like from when I was pregnant to probably I went on an interview two days after I gave birth because I wanted something so bad before I went back because I had yeah. to go back. Um, and I was fortunate enough to get in the system I'm in now. Um, and I knew I made the right choice because that was a hard thing. Cause I don't give up. And when I tell somebody I'm going to do something, I'm going to stick it out. And when I, um, when I went back, we, I'd already knew I got in the position, but you know, I don't know if where y'all are from it, but it's not in, it's not set in stone until it's approved by the board. Sure. Like it doesn't sure. matter. You can be said, yes, you're going to get the job unless the board approves you. You're not. Well, the day before I came back to work, I had, a, they had a board meeting. Like the next day I had to go back to my school and, um, you can just pick her up, babe. <laughs> and my husband's trying to get my daughter out of the room because he can hear her like. Um, see, great. he's even helping real life. Real life. Yes, this is real Love life. It. Love it. And so, um, when I went back to work, I didn't think anything about it. Like she came back three days later because she had gone on a trip. My boss did, and um, she said, "So when were you going to tell me that you weren't going to come back?" And I said, "What are you talking about?" And she said, "You lied to me and said that you were going to come back, but I know such and such school system called for a reference." 
And I looked at her and I said, I'm sorry, but this is in my best interest. Like you clearly, me being on better as like, anyway, long story short, I knew I made the right choice when I went to the school system and my principal, the first time my daughter had a, uh, had like a really high fever because she had several ear infections. She was like, don't stress. Cause I was like, oh my God, I promise everything's going to be fine. I'll be back. She was like, it's okay. Breathe. Wow. You're fine. You know, like it was just such the yeah. difference. And so whenever somebody complains about having a bad day, I'm like, Mm-mm, you don't know. <laughs> like it could be way worse. Way worse. Like not being, and I just love the, so anyway, I don't know if that makes sense, but like having a situation where it was kind of make or break it for not myself, but my child it was kind of like I had to, I had to step up. And so that kind of gave me the confidence in myself that a system saw in me and my principal and my assistant principal at the time who both left, they're like in other positions uh, in our, in our system, just because of other reasons. Yeah, yeah. But you know, when you have like that pair and you just love both of them so much, um, have always just given me so much confidence being like, you're awesome. Keep going, keep going. And so it kind of, made me realize that I could do more and I could surf more but presenting is really hard I'm kind of at a roadblock with it I don't know if y'all have ever felt this way about when you're doing like Twitter stuff or anything like you present and you're so excited but then like you get like five people yes (laughs) and you're so like yes you're like disheartened because you're like I'm spending so much time or effort on this topic and then somebody's like well you don't seem like you know what you're talking about then why Mm. are you in my session because it's clearly special ed (laughs) (laughs) anyway that's what that's beside the story but like that's just probably been my hardest thing and now I'm kind of at a part where I am trying to figure out what do I want to do do I want to try to become more of a technology person Mm. You know, I want to stay in this bed. I have to stay in this bed for the next year because of our student loans. Because, you know, especially teachers can get 17 five sure. when they've had five consistent years. Um, unless Biden wants to forgive all my student loans, which yeah. I'd totally be okay with. Heck yeah. I don't know if that'll ever happen. Um, but I don't know. I'm going to start our, comp- I'm starting a computer science endorsement in June. I'm finishing up my dyslexia and my gifted. And I'm just excited to kind of see where that, takes me my husband wow. I'm doing everything except doing my doctorate my husband he's like I don't know if I have it in me to do much you to do a doctorate but wow. yes I'm a little bit of an overachiever and I don't yeah I, I could see the doctorate in your future though oh, yeah you know, I mean, you're, you're you're already doing enough work the the workload is there <laughs> the just to be able to compile it to make it go in one direction yeah yes that's the problem <laughs> So, paying another like $30,000 for a degree. Yeah. There's okay. always that too. Yeah. You know, there's always that. So, you know, Jessica, one of the things that you have, you've, you've kind of evaded because I think you're probably somewhat of a humble person as well, but you also have a book on the horizon, right? I do. I do. Tell us about that. Yeah. Tell us about sure. that. Um, I think because it's been in the process for two years, um, so my Google Innovator project, so my question was, how might we be able to effectively have co-teaching and collaboration in between, you know, your general ed and special ed teachers? Because I typically call co-teaching, <laughs> it's a marriage. You either are happily married in August and then by December, you want to end up in divorce usually. Because so many times in that inclusion setting, 
you don't really get chosen. You get told, mm. hey, you're going to do co-teaching. Um, and sometimes the pairing's not the greatest. So the idea behind the co-teaching is I reviewed just, it's called the coach, it's called the collaborative prenup. Mm. And the idea is that it's going to be like a document that you and your co-teacher decide together based off of different sections, like, and you lay out everything, kind of like the Hollywood people do in the, uh, before they get married. Like, I think, did y'all see where Belinda, Bill and Melinda Gates are getting divorced? Yes. Really? I didn't see that. Yes. Yes. They just announced it. Yeah. They didn't sign a prenup. So like, I'm just saying, girlfriend's going to get half of everything. But if they had a prenup, it would, you know. And so while it's not technically like you're going to divorce in co-teaching, but if there's a contract between you two and the administrator of breaking down of who does every single thing, whether it's like contacting the parents, mm. how you're going to handle classroom discipline to how, I mean, just, William, ma'am, thank you, ma'am. It will make your life so much easier. And how there needs to be an emphasis emphasis on the co-teaching. Because, and you both as administrators know this, IEPs are legal documents, man. Yeah. At any point, if you're not following that IEP, you can get pulled to court. And you know parents are going to go there if they have to, which I totally understand. Um and so I don't think sometimes people realize how serious co-teaching has to be. Mm. If it says co-teaching, you have to do it. It's not an option. Right. It's not, you know, go ahead, do it. It is, you have to do it. So that's the idea behind it. But it, it is my Google Innovator project. I signed a contract last year with, with EduMatch. Um, Sarah Thomas and uh, Mindy, there's a whole group of them. They're fantastic. But of course you know, life happens, pandemic happened. My mother-in-law, her house got flooded. She lived with oh. us, Oh my have, a four, have a three-year-old, um, and then teaching plus writing IEPs, doing just everything. It just literally, I just finished it yesterday. <laughs> Good for you yesterday. You. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thanks. That's but yeah, so hopefully it'll be coming out sometime. I think probably sometime next year. Nice. But I'm excited. Yeah. Tell, tell us the title again. They're called the collaborative prenup. The collaborative prenup. Oh, that's so great. What a great title. <laughs> that's a puller in. That's a good one. It's a good hook. That, that's good. Uh, how, how creative. And, and I mean, it does, it does speak to me. My daughter uh, is, she's 25 and she just got her first teaching job. Um, and so uh, she was actually taking over a long-term maternity or long-term um, sub long-term gig to, for the end of the year. And her principal just hired her on permanently for next year. So she's so excited up in Wisconsin. Um, yeah, I know, Adam, you're excited about that. Um, but, but, uh, and told her that, well, by the way, you're going to have a co-teacher. So like, just like you said, you know, in in Wisconsin, or maybe it's just her district, or maybe it's just her school. I don't know how y'all do it up there, Adam, but you, you, but she was just told, and there's no choice in the matter. She's she's going to have a co-teacher in, in her classroom with her. So she's fine with that, but I think she could learn a lot too bad. This book isn't coming out earlier, but, but because she could have learned a lot from it, but I might send her your way so you can talk her through some of this stuff because she's a brand new teacher so yeah. i did uh, i did read in the news that emma was having some problems though that her passport to get behind the cheddar curtain <laughs> didn't work so adam you don't you don't for the last time you don't need a passport 
You don't? You guys aren't some special country. <laughs> we are special. <laughs> That's true. Do you know my husband owns a piece of the Packers? Like he's like a public shareholder. The Tundra. You remember the- when it went on sale like a couple years ago? Yeah, he has. He gets like the leaders no or the team thing. It's really cool. You Your husband is one of my favorite people. Oh. <laughs> he owns like 0.01% of Packers. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Do you, Adam? Do you own any? Uh, I don't. No. Surprisingly, surprisingly, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm more eclectic. You know, I like the Blackhawks. I like the Cubs. I like yeah. the Packers. You know, I like Emma because she's behind the cheddar curtain. Okay. She's safe with me. That's great. I don't know about safe, but she is with you up there. <laughs> <laughs> have her call me if she has any questions. No, nope, I'm gonna have her call Jessica. Probably better. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, Jessica, as we get ready to, uh, to wrap up here, um, collaborative prenup, I can't get that title out of my head. I just love that. It's so awesome. I can't wait. People go buy the book when it comes out, you're going to hear all about it. It's going to be all over social media. We'll help you spread the word. But one last question for you, as we let you go off to your husband and your three-year-old and your dog, what are you hopeful for? I am hopeful that next year will be somewhat normal. Mm. That I won't, as a teacher, it's a really good question. I hope that as a teacher, the the pressure of the pandemic subsides on besides me. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. That I'm able to go just and not have to worry about my kids being so many feet apart being able to wear a mask, just mm. being somewhat normal, whatever that may look like. Cause I know it may not be the same, but just having that normalcy for my kids. Wow. I, I hear that. I feel that. I, I think that, um, you know, you could have taken that question anywhere. And a lot of our guests right now, it's so it's so it bears on them so heavily that a lot of them talk, you know, we talk, I have a lot of conversations about that, you know, and what, and what does normal look like and what does, you know, what does, you know, that, but a lot of people are hopeful for that. Just, just having a sense of like, Oh, we're coming back to how things used to be because this is not how anyone wants to live. Right. <laughs> yep. And, and think about that. So next year, when do we return? Have you heard very many people talking about it? I don't think anybody wants to talk about it because I think people are fearful yeah. that masks may be required. Um, you know, certain stipulations to return to school may be required. Mm. I don't. I really don't know. I haven't heard anything from from uh, the state of Wisconsin what it's going to look like in in uh, September or August. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. For the last two years, we've done some pretty gritty work in each of our states and no matter what we will make it through it and uh that that's one thing that we will continue to make it through it yeah for sure for sure i think so and uh i think that this like anything has made us stronger and has made us uh you know reflect deeper and think differently and i I hope we continue to do that you know i think that's important that we continue to think differently and reflect deeper so jessica it's been a pleasure really having you on tonight yes absolute pleasure if people want to if people want to uh if people want to reach out to you jessica what's the best way how can you be reached on on social media or don't you want to be reached (laughs) (laughs) um the best way to reach me is i'll send you my actual like um my website 
but the best way is to do Twitter at Kentucky or KY Girl in Alabama. That's usually the best way. I don't understand how to do Teachergram or TikTok. So, but I can do Twitter. It's <laughs> much easier <laughs> than I can do a lot of things. There we go. We'll put that in the in the show notes so people can reach out to you if they have any more questions. They want to talk to you a little bit more about integrating special education and technology, if they want to know when the book comes out, any of that stuff. So it's been a real pleasure getting to know you a little bit. And, and uh, I know our listeners are going to find this episode a real treat. So thank you so much. Enjoy your night. Make sure you check your time Thanks, zone before y'all. you go to bed. <laughs> and we'll, we'll connect soon. I will. All right, Adam, we'll see you next time on the Principal Leadership Lab. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Principal Leadership Lab. Feel free to connect with us in between episodes on Twitter and on Instagram. All of our information is included within our show notes. Until next time, this is Adam signing off for the Principal Leadership Lab.